the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, before we get going, I just want to say to the world, hang in there, okay? Some of you are getting furloughed or laid off after giving what it seems like everything to your organizations. I mean, these really are truly unprecedented times. But listen, you've got a community, okay? You've got a posse that will listen to you and understand, starting with me. I'll listen. I mean, I've been through some unexpected turns in my career path. Message me on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Find me out there, though. Send me a message. Tell me what these crazy times have been like for you. We're a posse, y'all, right? Keep leaning on each other. Lean on me. We'll get through this. For reals. So here's what's going to go down today. This is the fourth and final episode in the on-demand panel discussion series called Now What? Which is about how healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. Not only now, but in the post-pandemic world. We were the first to talk about the post-pandemic world, okay? Just remember that. And we will keep talking about it for the foreseeable future because this is kind of the new normal. This is the reset, okay? In this episode, we'll talk about business strategies reset and where it goes from here. You'll hear me chatting with Jamie Tynan and James Gardner, two friends and colleagues and just overall good human beings. We'll talk about what hospitals and health systems should be paying attention to with their business strategy during and after the pandemic. What lessons we're learning about responding to disruption and how the importance of people-centered business strategy is more important than ever. So check this out. You can also watch this series on the Shift.Health YouTube channel. It's brought to you by Shift.Health, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. Are you ready for this? Let's go. So many vendors, so little time Expecting me to know them all is practically a crime But it's what my job's about yeah. It makes me want to shout yeah. I need some help deciding who to use without a doubt Something everyone wants Like a secret decoder Something everyone needs Like your own baby Yoda Help me to choose I can't afford to lose Isn't there a website that I really ought to use? Martech.health Martech.health Do yourself a favor, check it out for yourself Need to find a vendor? This is the way Martech.health Who you gonna pick today? Martech.health is the vendor directory built specifically for healthcare marketing, communications, and digital professionals. People like you. Founded and run by the OG himself, Healthcare Internet Hall of Famer, Ed Bennett. It's designed to make your next vendor selection process less painful. And here's why. Over 600 vendors across 40 industry categories. Verified vendor reviews and ratings from your peers. A resource library of articles, videos, and events. Plus, an anonymous messaging tool to get your vendor questions answered without worrying about endless callbacks. All of this is free to use and share. Check it out at martech.health. 
Welcome to episode four of Now What, an on-demand panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing are changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. This series is produced by the Shift.Health Network, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and lead meaningful change. I'm Jared Johnson, digital business strategy consultant and host of the Healthcare Wrap podcast, where yes, we rap about changing the status quo in healthcare. With me today are Jamie Tynan, Assistant VP of Integration at Atrium Health, and also was named one of the top 25 emerging leaders by Modern Healthcare. I want to make sure I mention that. And James Gardner, healthcare strategist, sales and marketing leader, and digital media instructor at Northeastern University. Jamie and James, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well, Jared. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to have you two on this because as we're finding, as we've just been releasing the first couple of episodes in this series, I'm finding the interest in vocalizing the conversations that we're all having right now in our various healthcare organizations and consultancies and on the side. Let's vocalize that conversation. You know, that's the whole point of this, this whole series. Uh, we're all thinking these things and let's see what we can do by bringing that conversation into the forefront, into the spotlight with everybody. So the first three episodes of Now What talked about different various aspects of healthcare marketing, kind of the present and the future. And they're all available on YouTube by searching for shift.health. In the first episode, I spoke with Paul Sablowski and John Marzano about how the pandemic is a catalyst for change. In the second episode, I spoke with Dan Dunlop and Haley Height on starting points for your post-pandemic plan. And what's ironic is when we filmed that, when we recorded it, just days before we published it, it almost felt like we were talking about it too soon. And now we know we're not talking about it too soon. Everyone's talking about it right now. What's that post-pandemic plan? And episode three was a digital deep dive with Paul Griffiths, Christy Ebong, and Chris Hemphill, where we dove into chatbots and CRM and the digital customer experience. So in this episode, we're addressing where business strategy is being affected. We're addressing where it goes from here. So to set the stage for that, here's a reminder of the new reality of healthcare strategy that's happening right now. The world of business strategy was already in the midst of, I'd consider it a a transformative change, and I think everyone would call it that, as hospitals and health systems have been making efforts to transition to value-based care. And that's not exactly a simple thing, Jamie and James. As you both know, that was not just a, flip the switch and now we're now we have a value-based strategy and, and we're doing that, right? Understanding the right investments and partnerships and staffing models and investments and locations, referral patterns, service lines, your market development, your growth strategies. Those are just a few of the variables. And there were very few clearly proven answers it felt like. And then COVID-19 happened. That was all that was all the change that was already happening. And then COVID-19 happened. And it's thrown what was left from the strategy playbook out the window. So today we're going to talk about where business strategy goes from here, not just during the crisis, but in the coming months and years. So let's dive right in. Jamie, I'm going to throw this first question out to you, if that's all right. Where should hospitals and health systems be paying attention during the pandemic? What should they be paying attention to regarding their business strategy during and after the pandemic? You know, Jared, I think it's a fantastic question. And I think one that a lot of health systems and hospitals are grappling with right now, quite honestly. And as a healthcare strategist and planner, I'm going to probably take a little bit of a departure to what would be a traditional answer to that. Most people would want to go to looking at, you know, what was our growth plan or how is our growth plan affected by the pandemic? Where do we need to pivot our growth plan or look at different opportunities for revenue and and margin growth? And, And I think for me, what I see the opportunity is to focus on your people. 
And I think people absolutely are the cornerstone to any strategy, whether it's a business strategy, whether you're thinking about expanding geographically. And I think also gets overlooked a lot when you talk about business strategy. There's a whole lot of research and anecdotes and quotes about how culture eats strategy for breakfast. I think people are the amplifiers of business strategy. I was on a webinar uh, a couple days ago by the Brightline organization. They are kind of like a research group for the Project Management Institute. And they talked about strategic waste. And it's something that I think is absolutely tied to the lack of focus on um, making sure your people are okay, that they have the skills and the tools and the resources to thrive. And they say that every second, there's $20 million that is wasted on poor strategy implementation. And if you look at that over a year, it's about $2 trillion, which many of us probably anchor on that number because it's what President Trump just approved to help amplify our economy, right? And I think one of the most important critical aspects of business strategy especially during a pandemic, is to make sure your people can stay focused. And I see a lot of organizations having their people with a lot of anxiety around what does this mean for their jobs? Are they going to get furloughed? What is going to be that world that they come back to once we're through all of this? And they can't focus on actual doing the work of the business. And I think it's so critical that organizations put people first, become people obsessed, put their people at the center of their business strategy. I think after the pandemic, your people are still going to be there. They're going to come back and they're going to want to know that they have that comfort and calm to move forward, that they understand what that new strategy might be. A lot of organizations are thinking about developing scenarios about what their strategy is going to be post-COVID, post-pandemic. How do you amplify your people to be able to deliver on that strategy? So I think for me, when I talk about strategies, specifically in healthcare, it's how are we ensuring that our people are absolutely given the ability to succeed in delivering on that strategy? I love that. So this isn't necessarily a question about the what. Maybe it's the question about the who is yeah, involved. Absolutely. Here. James, what do you think? Yeah. I love Jamie's line of thought on that. What is a hospital or a health system if not a collection of really highly skilled, caring, and compassionate people? And especially post-COVID-19, we are going to see a lot of systems where, frankly, the teams have been pushed to their limits, to their absolute limits, and probably beyond in the pursuit of giving great, compassionate care, taking care of people afflicted by the virus. So on the other side of all this, Jimmy's exactly right. We're going to look back and ask ourselves, how did we help our teams get through this? Did they feel supported? Did they feel like we had their back and we're giving them the tools, the equipment, and the support they needed? to do their jobs and deliver great care? Or did we leave them and following short? And that will be inexcusable. And to Jamie's point, life post-COVID, it's also going to be really dependent on people at the foundation of executing the strategies that are put in front of them. So I can't imagine anything more significant than looking internally and asking that hard question of, are we doing all we can for our people right now? And I love that, James. And I was going to say, to your point, you know, I feel... And, and maybe individually we're feeling the same thing, but I feel like there's a general sense of fatigue that people are feeling having to either support their organizations through this pandemic being redeployed to different areas to make sure that we can deal with the surge. 
And so they're going to come back from all that fatigue and they're going to want to know that, you know, the organization supports them transitioning back from this collective experience that we're having. And if they're not getting that support, you're going to have different challenges as an organization to truly start, you know, delivering on that strategy, either that you had post COVID or the one that you had to pivot during the pandemic. And so if we're not careful, and putting our people and giving them that safe space to go through that, I think we're going to have some some really important challenges to face. I agree. We would all have a concern about uh, physician and clinician burnout uh, as a recent phenomena to begin with. If anything, the times we're going through now exacerbate that risk and extend it beyond physicians to the entire staff of a health system just because of the immense stress that we're putting people under and some of the horrific conditions and horrific situations that people are being exposed to, there's going to be, yeah, after effects that we're going to have to support people through. This whole line of thought, it's not something that I have heard a lot about, really, just people even discussing right now. So I think bringing this to the forefront is going to lead us to some, uh, hopefully, some thoughts and some actions that we can take as healthcare organizations. So uh, a great discussion, great discussion. Okay, James, you're up first on this next one. So what lessons are we learning about responding to disruption? I mean, COVID-19 is nothing but a if nothing but a disruption, just not the type uh, probably anyone predicted at the beginning of this year, right? So what lessons are we learning about responding to disruption that we should keep in mind as the crisis does subside? Eventually, it's going to eventually. Disruption of healthcare is not a new phenomenon. I'm sure around the table here, we all have been thinking about it and talking about it for years, just all the changes that are on the horizon. But To be honest, it's always seemed, at least to me and to the practitioners I speak with, as somewhat of an abstract notion that, yes, I know things are changing, but I'm so busy and stressed that I hope someone else is worrying about them because I don't have time. And yet, these changes are immense. And, you know, they range from telemedicine to disruptive care models to new competitors to consolidation of the industry. But they've always seemed a little bit on the horizon. I think COVID-19 has changed all of that. It um, is what I would consider a, a black swan if, 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 if you were an economist, thinking about events that are so massive, so complex, that we can't or don't adequately prepare for them. And while there was a lot of preparation, obviously, you know, amongst epidemiologists and others who think about pandemics, it's clear that COVID-19 has overwhelmed anything that we'd ever imagined. So the upshot of all that is it's changing the world around us. Uh, it's certainly changing America in really unexpected and probably profound ways. You know, from the most mundane, will we ever feel comfortable shaking hands with strangers? To, you know, will public transit or attending a movie in a crowded theater ever become something that we're comfortable doing? Never mind some of the macro issues of how are we going to think about borders between countries? How are we going to think about supply chains that span the globe and the mobility of people. So there's immense change happening in our culture at a global level. And it's happening in front of us at a speed which is unimaginable. Translate that to the world of healthcare, and I think you can jump to the conclusion pretty quickly that our world has changed too. We're seeing, as an example, the emergence of telemedicine at a rate (laughs) that was unimaginable three or four months ago. For many reasons, you know, but th- that's like a major, major change that is now not going to be reversed, I would argue. And it's a long list of other things akin to that, but 
make the landscape for healthcare marketers specifically very, very, very different. So if nothing else, take a call to action, fellow marketers, that when we get to the other side of this pandemic, the world is going to be different. The world is going to be different in ways that are unimaginable, but that will make old playbooks obsolete and make our old way of going to market probably out of touch with the new reality. If that wasn't like daunting enough, <laughs> there's the reality that for a lot of marketers, they're going to be doing all of this with smaller teams and less resources. Uh, it's so secret. A lot of health systems have been greatly weakened by the fight against uh, the virus. And unless marketers have really done their homework and, you know, and have got accountability in place, they're going to be asked to do more with a smaller headcount and smaller budget. So let this be a wake-up call, if nothing else, that within weeks or months, knock wood, and we get to the other side of this pandemic, marketers across the country are going to be going to work in a completely new and unexpected environment. Jamie, what's your take on all this? I love what James said because I think it's absolutely true that um, disruption really isn't a new concept, I don't think, in healthcare. And we've been on this kind of disruption for quite some time, this transformation for quite some time. So for me, when I think about um, healthcare strategy and planning and marketing, I think we have to shift our mindset from reacting to disruption to anticipating it and then turning that anticipation into opportunity. And I think you're seeing some of that playing out in real time right now. Um, you're seeing healthcare organization, organizations shifting, redeploying their teams, thinking about healthcare delivery differently. And I think that's truly when we come out of this pandemic, we'll all be thinking about healthcare delivery much differently. I've heard from some of my colleagues at health systems across the country that maybe their organization dipped their toe into telemedicine, but now, I mean, it's been accelerated many, many times over to address the demands of the community. The other thing I was going to say, I read a very interesting article from, I believe it was the Washington Post, and it's in relation to you know COVID-19. And the title of the article was the 2020 Great American shift as far as where you were living, right? You know, a lot of times patients were living in these very densely populated cities like New York, LA, Chicago, and I'm sorry, it was the Great American Migration. That's what it was called. There's a thought that healthcare delivery will continue to be disrupted because people will be leaving these large cities and moving into what they call these mid-rural cities, which are less densely populated. You have more space between you and your neighbor. There's not potential rapid expansion of virus. Um, I think people are starting to get a little bit afraid of living in densely populated cities. So telemedicine becomes a way of delivering care differently, but there are other ways that I think we're collectively thinking about healthcare delivery and moving outside of the four walls of your hospital. So I think that disruption is absolutely something that will continue. I think you have to start anticipating that change and coming up with scenarios and imagining the future. I think more healthcare marketers will become futurists, quite honestly, because they're going to be thinking about, you know, thinking two and three steps ahead, what's going to happen in our healthcare industry and helping our organizations truly understand that. So I feel like there's a role to play. There's a futurist role to play in being to anticipate disruption. What a powerful idea, if I could just jump in there. This golden opportunity for marketers, as you said, to shape the future. I find that really exciting and compelling. And to not be reactive and to not be at the receiving end, but instead to be leading the organization 
into new delivery models, into virtual, into other worlds uh, where there's great opportunity for innovation and disruption. The notion of marketers being at the forefront of making that happen should excite all of us. I agree. Can the way we respond to disruption be a competitive advantage? I absolutely think so. And I feel that organizations that have created more of an agile mindset to strategy, to business strategy, are able to be flexible when these sorts of disruptions happen. And I think you'll see more organizations take more of a micro strategy approach and doing more testing and doing more sensing and less here is this big, beautiful five-year strategic plan, and it's going to be the be-all, end-all to how we grow. I'm also seeing strategic plans becoming more like three-year or less plans, right, because of how quickly healthcare is changing. I think organizations that are able to make faster decisions, quite honestly, and are able to pivot are truly going to have a competitive advantage. And again, it comes back to people, right? Have you prepared your organization to be able to pivot? Do you have the right decision-making models to be able to, on the fly, think about and imagine what a new strategy could be? And I think a lot of health systems are going through that exercise right now and doing a lot of scenario planning. And some are doing it better than others because they have the tools. So I absolutely think it's going to be a competitive advantage. James, I think uh, that speaks to, uh, I know James is a hockey fan, so uh, James speaks (laughs) a lot about uh, skating to not where the puck is now, but where the puck is going. Yes, the great Wayne Gretzky taught us this years and years ago, but it's advice that never gets old. Jamie's exactly right. The opportunity for competitive advantage will go to those organizations that don't try and go back to the old playbook with a five-year strategic plan, which is such a tired idea when the world has changed so dramatically in three months, as we've seen. Uh, So the idea of a five-year plan, even a three-year plan seems preposterous. The need to be just nimble and be innovative it's going to create opportunities for those who can grasp them, both people and organizations, to really step ahead of the rest of us. Yeah, so absolutely. exciting times. Very. We really are. All right. So once again, you're tuned into Now What? An on-demand panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing are changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. This series is produced by the Shift.Health Network, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and lead meaningful change. I'm here with Jamie Tynan and James Gardner. All right, Jamie, I'm going to start with you again on this final question, which is really open-ended. I'm really curious what you think about this. If you can name one thing for healthcare marketers and communicators and strategists to keep in mind that will help them now, both during the crisis and in the post-pandemic world, something we just haven't mentioned yet. I've been really inspired, quite honestly, over the last several weeks, the role that healthcare marketers and communicators have really rose to the occasion for, and that's education. And I feel like with this pandemic, a lot of uh, my marketer and communicator friends have spent a lot of time wanting to make sure that the right information about COVID-19 is being disseminated to the public and taking a role to dispel myths and taking a role to educate and make sure patients understand what's happening, what's real, what's not. And I think post-pandemic, that's going to be a very important role to continue to have is it's more than simply trying to match services to patients and you know market that. I think that education is going to be the brand enhancer for a lot of healthcare systems, if you get it right. Being able to be at the forefront of that and being a trusted resource for that education, I think is going to be very key. I also think kind of as an offshoot of that, I think healthcare marketers and, and communicators should still want to be the storytellers. 
And I think you have a very important role, especially during a pandemic, of telling really good, compelling stories about the light at the end of the tunnel with all of this and having a positive outlook on sharing those acts of kindness that are happening across the, you know, within your community and, and how people are truly rising to the occasion and being kind and being empathetic. And you're going to see more of those themes, I think, coming out in healthcare marketing because it's truly what's uniting all of us right now is that empathy and that kindness. So I think between being strong educators and playing that role and continuing to tell compelling stories, I think those are the things that, you know, now and after the pandemic, healthcare marketers and communicators should continue to do. Awesome. All right, James, what's your take? Looking outside of your organization and being outside in, in your thinking, has always been a good idea, in my opinion. But now, I think more than ever, great ideas, well, they may come from within your four walls, in my experience, are much more likely to be found outside of your organization, whether that's the patients and consumers that you're seeking to serve, competitors or potential allies that are outside of your four walls. That, I think, in a lot of cases is overlooked. But now more than ever with the environment changing and this disruption that we're being faced with, I think healthcare marketers would be really well served to take their beat from the people they're seeking to serve, understand the new realities that they're facing, and shape the strategies and shape the organization to align with those. Thank you. I think we can, that's really a good guiding principle, almost like a, a guiding star, right? You know, kind of in, in this, if you think of it, almost like a, like nobody has a roadmap. Nobody's handing us the playbook for, oh yeah, now here's what you do after, after this exact type of pandemic uh, has just redefined everything. We don't know what the new definition is. So nobody's handing anyone a roadmap we're all learning it together and we kind of have a compass. We know generally which directions and those directions are changing a little bit every day. If we think of it as having a compass and, and we've got to set a course based on what do we even base it on? Well, maybe there's a few stars out there in the sky we can kind of use as our guidance and we'll go that direction. We don't know exactly where that destination is, but we know we can't sit still. And I think that that's kind of my, my take on all of this from a business strategy there's a cost to doing nothing. And that's what we just don't think about. We typically think of, James, as you said, like disruption as this ethereal kind of abstract notion that's way off on the horizon. And now we know it's not. And now we know we don't even know what disruption, what it looks like anymore. It's just going to come from somewhere we don't expect. That's almost the only thing we can guarantee. And so we do have to think about the being agile, Jamie, to the point you were speaking of several times about being able to be agile and, and, and nimble and be able to pivot, that requires an entirely different structure within our organizations. And so I think even just, if anything else, what the whole crisis, what this whole outbreak has taught me is the necessity of that. Not just, hey, it's nice to, to be a little more agile, but we're still going to go do things the way we used to. There is no status quo anymore. And this isn't as simple as unpausing the things we were doing. And now, right, hey, dust, let, let's dust off the, the five-year strategy that we had. <laughs> We'll just go back to that. It's just like we just cut out a couple months of it and now we just go right back to that. Mm-hmm. We're evaluating every aspect of, uh, of what's coming next. And I, I see that as a, as a net positive. Man, it's, it's painful. It's painful right now. And it's probably going to be painful for a while. And yet I do see the ultimate outcome as someplace that I think will be better for all of us. I, I'd like to think that. I, you know, I, if I thought otherwise, man, every day would be really even more rough right now. But, you know, I'd like to believe that. And, and Jared, to that point, you know, when you talk about when both of you have talked about playbooks, what's been inspiring to see is you, 
are other brands, other organizations who have really, you know, pivoted on the fly throughout their playbook. And, and I think back to, you know, when I look at the retail industry, how some of, you know, luxury brands have decided to to turn their factories to make hand sanitizer, right? Or to make face masks. And they're pivoting on the fly as a way to obviously, you know, make an impact during the pandemic, but it's allowing them to think differently about how they deliver their product and what do they do when they can't deliver their product anymore, right? What are other alternatives? And so you're, you're seeing inspiration from organizations that are just able to quickly pivot. Okay, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to do, we're going to develop a different product for the time being because it's what's needed in the market right now. So it's amazing to see some of that very quick thinking and easy pivot that organizations have. For sure. I share that sentiment. And Jamie, I, I love your optimism. I love your sense that inside every crisis, there's an opportunity for the brave and the nimble and those willing to seize the opportunity, despite prospect of it being sad times <laughs> at times. But we will get through this and a select few will emerge stronger, better and better positioned for success. We all know that. I agree. I want to thank you both for being a part of this, just getting us thinking again, just bringing this conversation to the forefront. A lot of people are having similar conversations around the country and around the world. And I thank you for bringing this one into the spotlight. Uh, I want to give you both a chance. Uh, how, do, how do people follow you on social media uh, if they want to connect with you, James, uh, first? And how do people do that? You can find me quite easily, both on Twitter uh, at James A. Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R, but also on LinkedIn or I've got a very active presence. So I encourage anyone who wants to continue the conversation to reach out to me on either platform and we can talk more and share stories and uh, celebrate successes. And for me, uh, very similarly, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. It's great having a name with an unusual spelling because on Twitter, it's just my first name, Jamie, which is spelled J-H-A-Y-M-E-E. I'm also on LinkedIn. And then recently on April 1st, I launched my personal website, which is jamietynan.com. So I'll continue to have blog articles and I'll probably be featuring this video on there as well. And I'm giving Jerry, you know, some props for convening all of us together to talk about these things. But again, feel free. I love to have conversations and talk about healthcare strategy. So please feel free to reach out. And I'm hoping that James and I can continue the conversation because I was really inspired by the things that you said. And I have and share a lot of the same thoughts too. It's very kind of you and the the feeling is likewise. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you both for joining and thank everyone for watching and tuning in. Thanks for joining us for this. Uh, You can check out the entire series on YouTube by searching for shift.health. Again, it's called Now What? This is the fourth of, of the four episodes in the series. It's produced by the shift.health network, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and lead meaningful change. Thanks again for tuning in. I need a dime, ain't faking a bump. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. 
We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Hey, everyone, one quick note. Go check out the video series. It's called Now What? And you can find it by searching on YouTube for shift.health. Don't forget to join the posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altair Digital production and a member of the shift.health network. So on behalf of Jamie and James, keep marketing forward. Hang in there. Thanks, and that's a wrap.